0: Welcome back to the Vent Void Podcast, to where we throw all our vents into the void. I'm your host, Elise Cruy. So, I just want to get down into it. I know you're wondering, what the hell does this tell me? BPD, and how do I relate to BoJack Horseman? And, honestly, I find it interesting. BoJack Horseman, the Netflix TV series. No, I'm not advertising. Um... I relate to the character Bojack Horseman who it is about even though there are main five or five main cast members of the show, which is Bojack Horseman, Diane Newman, uh, Todd Chavez, Princess Carolyn, and Mr. Peanut Butter. But I find it interesting how you know how we say that Bojack Horseman is just this sad depressed character even though that mr peanut butter is kind of a foil or a opposite to bojack horseman and who he had the same fame the same reputation and is completely content within his life and a lot of people say that it remains on the characters and their background well today we will be looking at their background and my background And a farmer. further disclaimer, anything that you hear in the background of the show, like the music that I'm playing right now, is purely for background. I do not own any of it. I do not own BoJack Horseman. I am just a fan making a podcast. So, let's get into it. I find the character, BoJack Horseman, relatable for two reasons. One, because of his background, and two, because his his distinction of getting out of it and rising to fame, to which, even though I have not risen to fame, I have found comfort in the online communities and the sites and different, I guess you would call them blogs, and video blogs, and other things that I have made, you know, and each one of these have a distinct, you know, characteristic or title or theme to it, is what I'm trying to say. But, what I'm trying to do here relates more to just me personally, and... That's why I relate to BoJack Horseman, is because not only does he try to keep his professional life outside of his actor's career, to which I try to keep my professional life outside of anything that I write or make videos about or use to make podcasts about or anything like that, but it's about his background. And his background is, even though his parents sort of married young and had him young. My parents married young but had me late, but I still understand the emotional trauma that comes from growing up in a toxic environment like that, which is the emotional abuse that you can get from your parents not feeling like you fulfilled their life or anything of the sort. It starts with not only being neglected as a child, but it also has to do with both of your parents, especially if you are an only child, where I feel like if you're a sibling, and I've talked to lots of siblings, that, yeah, I'm my father's favorite, or I'm my mother's favorite. When you're an only child, you're both your parents' favorite. They're both going to you for that emotional support that they don't get from their partners. They're using you, essentially, as a partner for everything from emotional support to telling you about financial issues. And they'll use you in just about any way. But that's where Bojack is a relatable character to me, is because of how he's written and his background, you know, impacts and affects his life after that, even 40 years after that. We start the show out with, uh, you know, he's 18 years past Horsing Around, this TV show that he used to run in the 90s, or acting in in the 90s, well that was when he was a young adult let's go even further back to where he was a child that is actively 30 years ago okay well pinpoint at season one bojack is probably somewhere in his 30s mid to late 30s okay and as that kind of you know character that goes on to a comedy show to where they don't really have to be in touch with their feelings that it's something that they're doing to kind of escape their feelings. Bojack ended up growing into a comedian where he could joke about this hard and heavy stuff or even avoid it if he wanted to and get the crowd to laugh. And that's where this comes in as to why I started, you know, Blogs and video blogs, and doing anything and everything that I possibly could to avoid the problem, which is the active childhood dilemma, and that is to where people who had a toxic childhood, it if you don't get some sort of relief with therapy or work through it or whatever you have to do to move past it but you just avoid it where you bottle it up or you push it aside and you say this isn't who I am anymore I'm this person now because I'm not with this toxic family anymore that's still not working through your problems and I'm sorry to tell you that but it's still not working through your problems. You have to actually work through your problems and not just avoid the problem itself. And thinking that if you avoid the problem, that inevitably means change, good change. And that's not always the case. Yes, we might change from that, but there is good change and there is bad change. And that's where another thing of BoJack Horseman comes into play is even if you get out of that environment, good change and bad change can occur, and for Bojack, bad change occurs to where he's internalized this toxic behavior, and he's not really self-aware of his toxic behavior yet in season one. I would even say throughout season two, and even though he goes into this toxic behavior, of not wanting to change or already thinking he has changed or he has escaped and he's a better person. And he has fame or success or whatever he needs to be happy. He's still not happy, you know. And that's the problem is Mr. Butter, his foil, his opposite, grew up in a happy home. And... Whatever the fuck the dog Um, whatever the dog continent is called and Bojack Forceman, which I can't remember, I think it's called is it just called Labrador? Labrador Peninsula or something like that? Anyways. He had a happy childhood home, and even though a lot of his older family members lied to Mr. Butter to keep him safe, Bojack's parents brought him with the harsh reality of the real world, of... The world is cruel and uncaring and people aren't kind and you have to watch out for everybody because anybody could be a predator and people that you get close to are gonna hurt you and break you down and you might as well get used to it now because it's never gonna change. And that is the lesson that BoJack Horseman and I both personally got from our parents. And even though going through that series... It really was a hard series, and I love rewatching it because I notice more and more details every time I rewatch it. But that's the life lesson we got: is the world is cruel and uncaring, and so are the people that live inside of it, and they're not going to change. But yet, we still have this hopeful demeanor of we could change if we wanted to, you know. But we also have to want the change, and it's not always about just wanting the change, Ignore the sirens in the background that's running past my street, please. It's not always about wanting the change, it's about needing it, and sometimes we don't necessarily want what we need you know, like most of us want to escape, we want to not think about the day-to-day reality that we have to continuously live, we want to not think about the things that we have endured in our past, we want to not think about you know, waking up tomorrow and going back to school or going back to college or going to the same day and day job that we live you know, and we find escapes in that, and like BoJack Horseman, he chooses momentarily momentarily really happiness over long-term happiness. He chooses the moment of happiness over the long-term happiness that he could have, which means he chooses all the escapes that we have in our lives, whether that be alcohol or cigarettes or drugs or any kind of toxic behaviors or, you know, some of us bully other people, or some of us are bullied by other people. Some of us choose really dangerous self-harming coping mechanisms, and that's the momentary escape. And it creates short-term happiness, but it doesn't create long-term happiness because eventually the short-term wears off. To where if we would have worked for it in the long term, It wouldn't have wore off. But most of us don't feel the energy to work for it long term. Most of us don't think about the long term because if you think about the long term, it gets harder. And you think, wow, this is going to go on forever. So really, what's the point? Why not just come to the conclusion or the finale or the end now? And what we don't realize is we get one chance to make a run at this. We get one chance in our life to be whatever the hell we want to be. There is no guidelines or regulations or limit for what we want to be. We can literally be anything in this life. But we choose, instead of being anything in this life, even necessarily living through the sad and the bad and the really, really lows, we choose to end it instead. And I have been at the really, really lows, okay? I get it. And I would consider personally me in a low right now. It's why I'm starting this podcast. It's why I'm making this video, and it's why I'm talking right now. Is because inevitably I'm trying to avoid the lows, but I feel like this might be better in the long term. This podcast. But when I make, when I go into the lows, you've got to remember that even though it's a low right now. It's not always going to be a low, you know? It's going to eventually be something that's middle-grounded. It might not be a high ground, but it's going to be less than low. You're eventually going to be above ground. and There's going to be this steadiness of you finally figured out how to balance all of this shit that goes on in your life, no matter what goes on, whether it's your relationship, or your work, or your schooling, or anything else, your family life, you're going to figure out a balance, whether it's cutting out some of the things in your life and adding new, better ones, or whether it's finding a balance in all of those things, but it's a balance, and I hate to say it, but yeah you do have to work towards it, and working towards it seems unbearable at times, like, how do I even get out of bed, I don't even want to go through the day, why did I have to wake up today, you know, and you just have to keep working towards it, because every day gets a little bit easier, it may not feel like it right now, and it may not feel like it for a really long time, but... Being able to understand what you're going through and how you're feeling and what causes these feelings and emotions and what triggers it really does, you know, help. And that's not where it stops because even though you become self-aware to this pattern and behavior in the middle of it somewhere, you kind of might get stuck. To where you feel like, even though I realize these toxic, selfish, self-destructive behaviors that I'm doing, I am helpless and powerless to stop them. But you have to learn how to not necessarily stop them, but to cope with them once they're happening. And that's what psychology and therapy is about. is not just stopping these behaviors and... Even though they tell you, tell you to remove yourself from the situation, it's more about coping with being in that situation and figuring out how to take things differently and being able to grow and take things in differently. Because even though you feel like the main these things. Every one of these people that you're interacting with that are causing you to feel this way also have their own intricate backstory that in the moment, in the heated moment, we're not thinking about because we all believe in our lives, we're the main cast, we are the main characters of our lives. and. We forget that the side characters are also the main characters of their own lives. And that the things that they're saying and doing to us are just behaviors that they have been taught throughout their lives. And once you begin to realize that these are behaviors that other people have also grown up with and internalized and been taught, you can realize that, huh. Maybe they're kind of going through the same trauma that I'm going through, and maybe I shouldn't get upset and blow up or remove myself from the situation. But maybe I should try to figure out a different way to cope with the situation. Maybe what they're saying to me is just them saying it to themselves like when I get heated. When I yell at people, it's more of saying it to me than themselves. And, I really feel like once you realize that, it's a turning point. It brings on a new perspective of, huh, even though I'm the main character of my story, and I know what I'm feeling, maybe I should realize that they're a main character too, in my story. Because I'm alongside these people a lot. I'm working with these people a lot. I'm communing, communicating with these people a lot. And I have to remember that they have their own intricate backstories featuring them as the main character in their lives. And that's what BoJack Horseman teaches us about, you know, all of its... So-called side characters, which is why I say it has five main cast members: Princess Carolyn, Bochek Horseman, Diane Newman, uh, Todd Chavez, and Mr. Peanut Butter. Is because they all had their intricate backstories, and they all are the main characters of their own story, but they're all interacting with each other, which puts them as side characters from any other person's perspective of if, you know, let's say Diane starts writing something for BoJack, which she does in season one, she's regarded as a side character even though she has her own internalized backstory which we learn about at the end of season 6 and how she comes to grow with times and we have to just learn about how to grow with these side characters that are main characters in our own story and how to really accept and change and learn how to cope with everything that goes on in life and i guess that's all i have to say for right now i know it was a short episode but i'll probably start again later it might be part two it might be the only episode i might continue it later on in the series who knows but that's life too i bid you all farewell i hope you're doing okay and if you have any events you'd like to throw into the void, I encourage you to contact me either here or any other platform like Tumblr or Spotify or wherever you can find me. And we can do a podcast episode together. You can be anonymous, and I can, you know, say things anonymously about you and what you recommend in the podcast episode or we can do a podcast episode side by side together just drop me a message very well good morning good evening and good night and i'll see you in the next time